On this episode of the 520 Collective Show, we're not only figuring out how important local church membership is to the CHH community, but how the pandemic affected people's involvement in their local church. We've got a lot to talk about, so let's go. Hey, yeah, message heavy, don't prime show, they not ready. Race against the time like four wheels and ends ready. Keep it steady, beat it hard and they barely give them ears and hear the truth when the life throw confetti. Yeah, message heavy, don't prime show, they not ready. Race against the time like four wheels and ends ready. Keep it steady, beat it hard and they barely give them ears and hear the truth when the life throw confetti. Just the flip of the watch, it's game time, game time, time, time. Flip of the watch, it's game time, game time. Five twenty collective. Listen every day or get robbed. I'm kidding. <laughs> Yo, thank you for tuning in to this month's episode of the Five Twenty Collective Show. Uh, we are being sponsored by Kingdom Club Apparel. Make sure you check out all the latest drops at GodFirstENT.com. That's God the number one S T E N T dot com. You're gonna find lots of great merch over there from kingdom club apparel including shirts hoodies caps and lots lots more so really cool stuff shout out to kingdom club apparel for sponsoring this episode of the 520 collective show now let's go ahead and jump into this month's discussion let's go you know speaking of you i mentioned our telegram channel earlier again if you want to if you're a telegram user and you want to subscribe to our telegram we get you know everything that we post on the website it gets shared to telegram so you can keep up on the latest uh but when we we do some exclusive conversations in there as well and so one thing that we had posted in our telegram channel not too long ago was a question of hey you know what are some topics as we are you know moving into 2023 that you guys as as the audience what do you want to hear us talk about on the show shout out to our guy Voss Cornerstone the Vossier the OG grow the heck up man you know he responded with a, 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 a topic idea that I was like huh that's really interesting so I, I hit up KD I was like hey what do you think of this KD's like yeah let's, let's talk about that and so then we hit up Zero and said hey we don't care what you think we're doing this and Zero was like okay Fine, fair enough. <laughs> I tried to stop him, but they wouldn't listen to me. So no, he 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 threw the idea of talking about membership in local churches, right? And a few different factors along with that. Uh, one of those being how did the pandemic affect church membership? Talking about you know comparing it to pre-pandemic during the pandemic and now that we are i guess officially out of the pandemic i don't know what the current situation actually is here um or the current status of it i think am i wrong i guess maybe the pandemic supposed to officially be over by may i guess there's like an expiration date on it now zero do you know i know you i think you're right it wasn't it was said that it was going to be implemented in may even though we're out of it but i don't know man it's like it's like when your pastor says i just got one more thing and i'm gonna let you go (laughs) <laughs> and then you sitting there for like another 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the, the free money. Like we're not giving y'all out no more money out of it. So that is over in May. 
Oh man <laughs> Dang The man. muffin shop is closed I did not realize that that's what that meant I'm gonna have to cancel some orders But no so you know now that we're you know Post pandemic I guess you know how, how have things been looking when it comes to local church membership And the second part of this That uh, Voss threw at us Was looking at this Specifically when it comes to the Christian Hip hop community Right uh, which I think is really interesting because I have not heard too many people discuss specifically membership in a local body when it comes to the Christian hip hop world. I don't know. Have you guys heard that being talked about very often? I hear it being spoken against, uh, not being as important as it ought to be. There's a lot of talk, um, about church being unnecessary. Uh, so I think that this is a great topic uh, for us to dive into. I, I don't think I've really seen too many people talking about the actual, you know, being an active member of a local body. So when Voss threw this out, I was like, huh, that's interesting. Let us, you know, dive into that. And let's see what we can find, man. So um, when we set this up, we actually, we put out a survey, right, for for Christian hip-hop artists to jump in and answer a few questions and i'm telling you man that the data we got from it i think is is very interesting i think some of it wasn't super surprising but there was a few things on there that i was like huh i did not expect it to come out that way so i'm excited for us to jump into this and and you know really take a look and see what um kind of the results are you know katie you were talking about i think we see more often people kind of maybe speaking out against were you saying specifically church membership or were you saying just being in in the building like being in a body in general um i think unfortunately some of it has gotten all lumped in together um and so now we talk about things like not needing church we talk about things like not needing a building we talk about things like church hurt obviously um and all of those things kind of get jumbled into the same conversation um, the end result, though, by and large, from individuals who've grown up in church, uh, people who have had unfortunately bad experiences with church, um, and, you know, just kind of the random passerby. Like, I hate to see Twitter status, Facebook posts to talk about and against Christians and talk about and against church from people who are supposed to be Christians and a part of the church. Um, and the value that the church provides is not being trumpeted like it ought to be. And I think that's a problem. You know, while we're on the front end of this part of the conversation, I I guess I should also throw out there that I follow a lot of older OG rappers, you know, like people who's been in the game for 10 years or more. If I do follow artists and a lot of these guys are actually like pastors or training to become pastors or, you know, they do talk about being in their local church. So maybe there's a generational aspect here that needs to be considered. I don't know if that reflects in the data or not. Yeah. Well, and one thing I was going to say as well, I think that I'll be able to bring a little bit of a different view to this conversation is that, you know, currently I myself am not a member of a local church and I haven't been for a minute. And, but there's a lot of, uh, different things that go into that, uh, being the case for me. So I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll kind of unpack that a little bit as we go. You know, I think it all kind of comes down to, what are the circumstances is there something that maybe has some legitimacy to it that's keeping you out or is it just you saying no i just don't want to do it 
because that attitude and and that heart position I think are, are big things whenever it comes to a topic like this, right? And, and what we see and what people get out of it. So, so yeah, man, we're going to just jump in to this here. I guess one thing I want to ask both of you, just give me your quick thoughts as, as we get ready to dive into the data and talk our way through this topic. What's something that you kind of hope to get out of this or hope to come across as we, as we go through this topic? I want us to understand the necessity of the church, especially in this season. Uh, with the different things that are going on and transpiring, uh, we need to be reminded of the role that the church should be playing, which is one, which is a huge part of why we've fallen down on the job. But then two, I want individuals to be able to see not only the value the church provides, but the value that they can add to the church by being a part of the church. We are we're created to be connected. Amen. Zero, what do you want to walk away with? I'd like to see people be much more honest about where they are so that they can decide where they want to be and how they want to approach regardless of what side of the conversation they're on um my wife recently said something about how we stopped hanging out with certain people because we didn't learn until after the pandemic what we actually believed and that means there's a lot of people who weren't being honest with themselves so uh, a hard situation like that has a way of bringing it out of out into the open i'm hoping that more people are willing to do that that's good all right so guys i think when we look at this topic the place we got to start is we got to look at the church as a whole right i know Voss he threw that idea out there to us of looking at how this has impacted christian hip-hop i definitely want to do that but i very much take the stance of christian hip-hop being a reflection of the church you know the, the the bigger overall church right came across some very interesting data that was was being tracked during this pandemic right and for people if they want to go and check it out uh there was actually an article released in january of this year uh it was called uh more americans stay away from church as pandemic nears year three uh this was from the american enterprise institute and it was pretty cool because what they did was they'd actually been uh interviewing people and asking questions about church membership pre-pandemic Right. So when the pandemic hit, they kind of, I guess, shifted a little bit to account for that, but they were able to go back and follow up with some of these same people. And they actually talked to uh, a little over 9,400 people on, on this poll. And that's a good sample size. Yeah. So, and you know, the, you know, same, and, and they were just asking them the same question. So it was the first round of questions was in 2018 or, or between, well, okay. Between 2018 and early 2020 was when they were doing that initial polling. And then I believe it was during 21 and 22 when they were doing the second round of polling. So I'm going to throw some stuff out there and I want to hear your guys' thoughts about it, man. So I think the first thing that really jumped out to me, so again, we're talking about over 9,400 people. A third of those people that were surveyed said that they never attend worship services, which was up from 25% at the start of the pandemic. So pre-pandemic, about 25% of the people uh, were saying that, hey, we never attend any kind of worship service. And once the pandemic hit, that jumped up to at least 33%, right? One third of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you guys make from that? Well, I think part of that is just kind of the mindset in general. Again, um, we're especially if you're someone who wants to be quote unquote religious, quote unquote spiritual, that 
being connected to a church um, doesn't have any bearings. It's not important. You can do it without that. Um, and, and I think that's kind of a, um, a gross misinterpretation uh, of what salvation, of what being a Christian, or even what being religious or spiritual is all about or what it should be about. What are you or what? where's your mindset about, like, what makes you think that you're a Christian to begin with? If you're not attending worship services at all, and I don't mean the in, like, I don't, I don't mean to like throw that out there against people that are going through some sort of transition, or you know, some like maybe you're trying to find a church, you just left a church, or like I'm not talking about every like a hard line, just people who just as a stand as their as their baseline standard, they're just like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I don't need to go to church. Um, to me, that is on par with like saying I'm a Christian, but I I've never been baptized. I'm a Christian, but I don't pray. And like we have these things that we that it's distinctly Christian. That's part of the religion. Like I'm a Christian, but I don't practice my religion. You know, <laughs> like that's that's kind of how I hear that. So I have to wonder at the very minimum, how are you supplementing going to worship services? Because I know some people maybe go to home church. Or they they live stream or they watch it on computer or TV or something. Like, how are you supplementing that if you're not attending worship services at all? That's the question that comes to mind. And that's the thing that I thought was interesting. Like, I mean, I honestly feel like pre-pandemic, you know, it was kind of harder in a way for people to go to church than it was once the pandemic hit because everything was available virtually at that point, right? Like people weren't going to buildings. So everything was streaming. You didn't have to get out of bed. And now, you know, once the pandemic hit more people were just skipping, but maybe, maybe that makes sense. Also, Katie, it looks like you got some thoughts on that. No, because remember, I don't think we had an onslaught of virtual church until the pandemic got into full swing. So, yeah, what we're doing online services, we're doing certain things, but the availability for people to just pull up and post up was there and people had already started choosing the option to not to. It's not important. I don't need to be faithful. I don't need to be consistent or I just don't need to go at all. So we see, yeah, there was already a number that was there. It's not like a number happened during the pandemic. The number increased as the pandemic has gone on. And so I think it's important to state that this isn't a brand new group of people. There's just more folks who've been added to that group. You know what I mean? Yeah. So not like, hey, we never existed. We were always going to church. And then now all of a sudden, once the pandemic hit, the pandemic is the reason why we decided to never, ever go to another service. And now this was a greater reason, quote, slash excuse to become a, a bigger group. Let's blame it on COVID. Yeah, And that's where I was looking at Was the group that wasn't going already Like as a baseline How are they supplementing service And the, the other thing you said a minute ago Zero That I think plays into this as well Because you were talking about you know, How can you consider yourself a, a Christian Right uh, But not be not do XYZ Not do all these different things that reflect that Right And, and mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was in this article Or if it was in a different article I was reading As I was you know, doing the research uh, on this topic But I did read that For the first time I don't want to say ever But I can't remember in how long exactly But um, But this is like the first time In a very long time That when you look at the overall Majority 
of Americans, right? That the percentage of Americans who consider themselves Christian whenever it comes to religion dipped below 50%. Like we're, we are currently at below 50%, right? So when people are talking yeah. about, and I know this is a different um, subject altogether, but when people talk about, hey, you know, America is no longer necessarily a Christian nation, they're actually not really wrong, right? Because it's, it, it, it's below that. I can't remember what, I want to say it was still like in the upper 40s. So it was just a little bit below but i mean that plays into it because and we're not talking but even with that you know we're not talking about people who are active devoted christians we're just talking about people who oh you know like you know you know these people right we're like oh well you know my my parents were christian so i I guess i'm christian you know um or whatever the case it's exactly what i mean like i don't know anybody who actually believes like my parents were christian so i guess i'm a christian but i do know people who like you know they say i'm into rock music or i'm into edm but they don't know any djs you know like they're they say they're into they they're christian but don't practice the religion like what is actually going through their mind in the case you know like i like that it's like you know what i mean like it's like a movie you like but you you have the dvd but you never watch it well there's a ton of quote-unquote non-practicing um individuals in a bunch of different beliefs and and some individuals understand that they don't practice that they're not active that they're not like eric mentioned devout and so they have an idea like and and not to you know kind of cause individuals to stand out or stick out but you'll find this i've found it most often uh within catholicism where individuals will say you know i'm not a good catholic i'm you know i'm, I'm non-practicing i don't do i don't go to serve it i don't do the sacraments i don't pray the rosary i don't you know what i'm saying like they mm-hmm. acknowledge they'll be quick to acknowledge like yo this is who i believe but i don't my life is not a reflection of it and i think that part may answer some of your question like individuals are comfortable with having that association but not necessarily identifying in terms of my life speaks this language so I've got evidence. I've got fruit that backs up my claim. And here's what's interesting to me. So that was, you know, the, the numbers for people who never attend. So then on the flip side of that, right, Americans who attend regularly or occasionally in 2020, that that percentage was 36 percent. Right. So a little over a third. Uh, but now it's currently at 32 percent. So just under a third, although so we, we have a third of people who never attend we have just right right under a third who it says regularly occasionally i wonder what like that under third are doing maybe they maybe they're the ones who show up for like easter i don't know well no no so they might what is the third option the third option has got to be the people who are actually you know doing i mean unless i'm reading this wrong so you've got a third who don't go at all. You've got a third who are casual. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, because I look at the other, the group that either casual or don't go. And another thing that came to mind is the people who have to work on Sunday or they have to work when they would normally go to church and they just try to get it in when they when the schedule allows them to. Maybe that adds to that number, but one of those casually, two. I hadn't thought about. Well, I, I, think, I think when you're talking about regular and casual, my guess is just looking at some of the other information on here, it's probably like considering a occasional, I don't know, maybe the ones who 
if they do go, it's going to be on Sunday morning, you know. Um, but the regular tenders, they're there on Sundays. They're there Wednesday nights, that kind of stuff. Uh, because it did say that infrequent attendees were the largest of all groups. And I, I guess with them describing it that way, the infrequent attendees would be the ones that I would think of where they're just going to show up if there's like maybe little cousin Johnny's getting baptized. So we're all going or whatever. Right. No, I see infrequent as the ones that also have like to work and they they would go if they could, but there's stuff in their life that is keeping them from it. And they're not doing anything to change that. Hmm. So you don't see that as like the, the, the people that show up for holidays. Uh, I don't count them. That's a little different. The CMEs are a little different. I, I would, it's tough though not to lump both of those people into the same group though. You know what I mean? Like one mm-hmm. is a choice and then the other one is a choice. They're both choices, right? By default, that leads to infrequency. It's hard to not lump both of them into that group. The person that works on Sunday because they think they have to work on Sunday and the person who says Christmas, Mother's Day, Easter, we're going to turn up for the Lord. I'm going to wear my favorite suit. And then the rest of the year, especially during football season, I'm not, you know, don't bother me at all. So some really interesting data that they got out of this uh, poll was they broke it down into like certain groups of people, right? So um, speaking of the people who are likely to skip a service, right? <laughs> if you guys had to tell you just a wild guess, what would be a, a group that you think would uh, be most likely to skip, to, to skip those services? Zero, what do you think? I, I know you got an idea. Don't be reading the notes, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I don't. I don't know. Is there a word for like Medea kind of Baptist? <laughs> so here, here are the top three groups that are most likely to skip services. Okay, liberals came in at forty six percent. People who are never married, forty four percent, and individuals under thirty are at forty three percent of most likely to skip services. So they're the ones that you probably you know maybe you put a little pressure on them. They're gonna they're gonna show it makes up way more. S- that makes a lot of sense, actually. You know what? Because you're out? looking at values, and a lot of the traditional values are built around institutions like going to church, culturally speaking. Well, there's another thing that stands out to me when you look at those groups. We're talking about individuals who have to feel as though there's a need for God, there's a need for Jesus, there's something that's going on that prompts them. So, you're talking about liberals. I want to do what I want to do, and I don't want structure. I don't want people telling me what to do, what I can't do, what to love, when to love it, who I can love, who I can't love. I don't want any of that. Never been married. So when we talk about the institution of marriage, man, woman, Jesus, church, there's that whole relationship thing there. So I've never been married. So I don't understand the level of commitment or intimacy that might Mm -hmm. be required. And then individuals under 30s. So we're talking about the millennials and folks who can logically take care of whatever's going on in their lives. I don't need spiritual guidance. I don't need God. Um, I am God in some instances. So a lot of that, 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 that grouping makes sense to me. And also like the never married under 30, these are likely people who don't have kids as well. And so Mm -hmm. that light hasn't come on because there's something that happens when you have kids, you start thinking about the world way differently. And that there's a lot of crossover between that group and the liberals. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the flip side of it, 
actually very much reflects that as well, right? So the groups that saw the least amount drop off, conservatives at 20%, over 65 at 23%, and married at 28%. I would imagine that a lot of that group that's the occasionals that we were talking about, they're, they say they're Christian, but they don't go to church very much. I would imagine a very large percentage of that is going to be young conservatives. Where like they grew up and this maybe they'll get back to that, but right now they're working or doing college or whatever it is. They're- I think the the biggest concern, you know, once kind of looking at the gen- the, the overall data, the, the the biggest concern really is just the um, health and, and life of the local bodies in general, right? Because the the these local bodies got hit hard with this pandemic, you know, uh, prior to. Uh, or, or going back to the year 2000, the average congregation size in America was about 137 members. Uh, now, as of 2020, that number's down to 65. So, I mean, you're talking about cutting in half. That's a person. Yeah. 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 And they had a really, really um, good quote in here about this and, and how we should view it and how we should be proactive in attacking this issue is said the focus should be how can we become a better church rather than how do we create what we used to have so we're no we're not going to be able to do what we're doing before the pandemic right doing what we were doing during the pandemic isn't necessarily an option to keep going because we've seen the results of that but we have to come back and we need to figure out the, the goal shouldn't be well let's get back to where we were and people no like people's minds and, and views have changed on that we gotta figure out how do we get better yeah agree I, we can't just do what we were doing prior to the pandemic that was a different season times have changed like so you need to take that and you need to see god on direction and how to shift and how to maneuver for the different space that people are it doesn't matter you know if your ministry that's in truth or not you have to know how to pivot to get to where you're trying to go in this hour. I agree, man. It's, it's interesting. So we're going to see what, you know, exactly happens coming out here. But our next thing is to take this data and let's start looking at it from the lens of Christian hip hop. And we'll be doing that next. Hey guys, I want to say thank you for listening to the 520 Collective Podcast. Make sure to check out 520collective.com. It is the home for indie news and faith-based hip-hop. Follow us on social media, including Twitter and Instagram at 520 underscore co. Also, to get exclusive content, hit up our Audio Mac account, where you'll find extended interviews, playlists, and more. Lots of good stuff out for February 2023. Here are just a few wave maker picks for you to check out. Shalom, the new project with lyrics by FLF and production by Imdrion Wax. Keep It a Bean, a new single by Bill B, who just doesn't seem to miss recently. Scribe and the Wildings by Scribe Music is an early contender for EP of the Year. Heavy Gunner is a collab single by CHH legend Sivion and producer extraordinaire Malix. The lead single off their upcoming album, in fact, which you can read all about on 520collective.com, and that's one that I've personally had on constant repeat. And then finally, Sunrise is the new single by Jeremiah Blygen featuring Mouthpiece, and it's the latest in a series of incredible Jeremiah Blygen releases. You seriously don't want to miss this one. 
And if you want to make sure that you don't miss any indie Christian hip-hop that's worth hearing, there are a few ways that you can do that. Check out the hashtag 520co playlist on Spotify or AudioMac. Listen to the Dino Nuggets Music Discovery Radio Show on Mixcloud. Subscribe to our Substack by clicking the Join Our Substack Newsletter button on our website to get weekly drops directly to your email inbox. Or just go to www.520collective.com for direct access to the best indie releases releases in our space. I've been Darius Mullen. You can connect with me on Twitter at I am Darius Mullen to tell me what you think I missed this month. Peace. Artist, what is the key to getting your music to your target listener? Making sure that your catalog is available where people are listening. Trackstars is helping independent artists do just that with Nectar Distro. Sign up for Nectar today to have your music delivered for you to all the major digital streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, SoundCloud, YouTube, and much, much more. Go to 520collective.com slash Nectar, that's N-E-C-T-A-R now, to sign up and keep 100% of your royalties along with all of your music rights. With monthly payouts, comprehensive reports, specialty tools like the single maximizer and account management services, along with a dedicated team that understands your needs as an artist, it really is hard to beat what Nectar Distro and Trackstars bring to the table. So hit up 520collective.com slash Nectar to get started now. Alright, so obviously, you know, those were the overall impact for the church uh, whenever it comes to the pandemic, but you know christian hip-hop man you know it, it's a reflection of the the church as a whole but it still has its kind of its own unique approach it, its own unique experiences as well right because no no longer are we just having the idea of okay this is christian culture it's trying to blend and coexist in a way with hip-hop culture as well which <laughs> yeah I, th- I, th- I think we could keep hitting on these um these ideas that could be great topics for future shows as well, because I know that, uh, that, that balance of Christian culture and hip hop culture and can they coexist at all is a conversation I've heard, you know, multiple times, which I think would be good for us to talk about. But in this case, you do have these two different cultures pulling at people that are in this crazy thing that we know as CHH, right? Christian hip hop, faith-based hip-hop, whatever the case may be. So, I don't know, Katie, you shared your thoughts about what you kind of were anticipating, right, for for the church as a whole uh, in, in the last segment. What, what are you thinking about whenever you think of Christian hip-hop in particular as more a part of the body rather than the, the whole body and, and how you see something like a pandemic impacting that that sphere that space i hate saying that word space but i don't got a better option <laughs> it is what it is oh, absolutely oh that's the inside joke guys i'm sorry um so i've always said that anything that is um, an extension of the body deals with things that the body deals with right so CHH is a branch. It's an appendage, technically. Um, and we can get into that whole dynamic. That's definitely another conversation for another show. Um, but when we talk about, you know, churches having to 
this band, even if it's for a while and no longer being able to meet in person out of concern, not out of ignorance, um, not out of recklessness or endangering of members, but not being able to gather and, and get together because, you know, don't want to cause each other to be sick, not forsaking God's power and his sovereignty, but making sure that we're exercising godly wisdom. Um, anytime you're used to being around other people and then all of a sudden you can't be around those people, there's an impact. There's a difference. Anytime you can be in person and experience God corporately and then now all of a sudden you can't do that and we're trying our best to recreate what we can via Zoom or whatever other vehicle of online gathering, there's a difference. And so if I'm not, Zero used that term supplementing early on, even for individuals who were faithful members, needed to still be able to do things that would help supplement that consistent time that they were spending corporately. How much more so for individuals? And again, I know we've had this conversation before because there's so many individuals within that CHH uh, genre, sphere, space, what have you, who don't you know, pledge allegiance to the body of Christ to the degree of I go to church, I'm sitting under a pastor, I'm sitting under leadership, I'm submitted to leadership. And when I go out, I'm going out under recovery. I've been sent forth and I'm allowed to do that. There's so many people who don't experience that. So how, and we hear it in the content because there's a lot of questionable doctrine that's in the music. Uh, We see it in the actions and in the interactions online and on Twitter where you're ready to cuss somebody out, but you're supposed to be a a Christian artist and you guys kind of get into the whole deal with whoever's online. So there's definite impact um, from the lack of connection and you see its footprint kind of sprinkled all throughout uh, the space. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate to see, but you can definitely tie it in. I think it's uh, also important to point out the, the perspective of the artist being it's something of a, a, a career choice or it's um, man, I don't know the phrase I'm looking for, but it's not just like how you go to church because you're a saint. Um, it's, it's like a position. It's like the worship leader, usher, deacon, I guess the rapper. Now you're in the choir or like, where did, what is your position in the church versus are you just a rapper who goes to a church? Um, there's the distinction that needs to be made there. Cause like KD alluded to, um, having a covering and that, that assumes that your church is on board with what you do. Maybe they give you some guidance. There's some acceptance there. So that's def affect how you would react to a situation like this, because a lot of, a lot of rappers don't even make their living doing that. So I, w- I, w- I think that there's some, some distinction that we should keep in mind there. One thing that I started thinking about is, like, okay, if we take those those bigger numbers and we take the Christian hip hop world and we look at the, especially those groups, right, where it broke down, you know, the groups that were more likely to, you know, skip a service compared to being there on a regular basis. Like, where did those circles start intersecting, you know, and where does the majority of Christian hip hop, you know, find themselves whenever it comes to those different categories, right? Because I think if we kind of knew that, and, and I feel like there's probably a lot of maybe assumption to it. So here's what we did, though, because we wanted to see, okay, we got these th- 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 this this bigger data that was done uh, for us, right? But obviously they didn't have a, a Christian hip-hop group, you know, for, for us to know. So we were like, okay, how, how are we going to figure out or at least get a sampling of what we think was 
reflects you know Christian hip hop. That's really it. lame. They got the Church of the Latter Day Saints and Jews in there, but they don't have Christian they don't rappers. Have CHH. Come on, man. <laughs> um, Who is they though? Well, the the whoever it was that did the that did the poll, but uh, but what we did was we we put out a survey. Right, we we did that through our social media account, through our newsletter, uh, a few different ways that we put it out. We had, you know, a good amount of responses to that. And here's what I want to do: I want to read some of the questions that we asked on there, and give you guys the results of it. Now, these were really some simple, just yes no questions, but I want to get your reaction to see what you think about these results. Right. So the first question we asked was prior to the pandemic. Uh, were you an active member of a local church? And dude, this this, this number was actually pretty high. It, it came in at ninety one point seven percent said yes, they were. Eight point three percent saying no, they weren't. Zero. What 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 do you feel about that? I'm not super surprised by that. I mean, I'm I'm actually relieved to see the number is as high as it is. Now here's where you know it's definitely a reflection of what we're seeing in the church as a whole, right? During the pandemic, though, the amount of people that were active members in church when it comes to CHH, um, 75%. So that went dropped down from 91, 92% to 75%. So a quarter of people within CHH were no longer an active member of a local church community during the pandemic, or at least the height of the pandemic, I guess. Uh, so this would be, you know, I would say probably before, you know, churches really started opening back up when most were virtual now i mean obviously i know that kind of depends on where in the country you were right because um in the midwest you know the the buckle of the bible belt where i'm at a lot of churches stayed open now they they offered the virtual option but a lot of them did still remain open and allow people to come to it or to two services right so um but still we had almost a 20 percent shift in this katie surprised in any way not necessarily when you think about kind of boots on the ground how many churches actually shut down because of covid and blamed covid for us closing the doors so we're not going to serve god because there's a pestilence outside and we don't really believe what we've been preaching to y'all all these years we've been taking never mind so again no not um not completely surprised well and i think this is maybe where it's a little telling right so that the third question that we asked is hey you know now that we've kind of coming out of this thing you know are you currently back to being an active member or currently still an active member in a local church and that that number has increased it hasn't got back up to where it was though it, it's kind of split the difference so you know about 83% said yes compared to 16, 17% saying no, um, that they are not currently an active member. So I don't know. I think that shows maybe, or, or it reflects the people who really did, you know, kind of step away out of genuine concern and, and wanting to protect maybe themselves or their family or whatever the case may be compared to, Maybe maybe some of us who weren't really all about it, like what KD was saying earlier, you know, where, uh, hey, you know, we're here because maybe this is what's expected. Oh, now we've got a reason, a legitimate reason in the eyes of a lot of people, right, to stay, to stay away. And so that's good enough for me. 
because we, we, we've seen about half of the people coming back according to the data right mm-hmm. and and in that 16 percent that never came back um they're going to be to draw from the parable the seed that landed on the ground that was shallow and the seed that landed in the thorns and the thistle is like a combination of two. these were people who maybe were new or weak christians they weren't being fed um yeah. they kind of fell through the cracks unfortunately and i feel like that's where the church failed a lot of people but then you also had people who were so concerned with the concerns of this world and the worries of this life that they just never went back to church i would put that on them the onus is on them so it's a combination of be- between that fallen lost 16 percent. it's a combination of the people and the failure of the church well let me let me tap this on that because um early on you know you were talking about individuals um not doing so you know the situations and circumstances kind of really bring to the forefront what where you actually are and where you're not and so when we look at situations you know you mentioned just now you know about individuals who were weak or you know maybe baby christians people who aren't getting fed weren't in ministries that were giving them what they need um things expose (laughs) where your heart really is right and so a lot of that happened during this time frame additionally don't realize is how easy it is for your flesh to have a revival you stop getting out of those things that help you grow that help you kill your flesh that help you seek god and give you a desire and then all of a sudden you can't do those things with frequency it's like man you you, you don't know what you had until it's gone until you can't choose to throw it away or suspect it or disregard it anymore now it's taken from you and you don't know how to respond to it. And so I think a lot of that happened with individuals at church. And one Sunday you stay home and you, you, the next Sunday you stay home and you start getting comfortable. And then the Sunday after that, it becomes more and more comfortable. And, and so you kind of morph back into a pre-Christ routine um, that ultimately ends up becoming counterproductive. So now when you can go back to church, now you don't have the power to choose to go back to church. And, and, and that's, I think, really understated as a part of what's happening and what's going on now. I know I've kind of hinted at my situation. I'm, I'm going to be just transparent with it. You know, like we've went to multiple different churches in our area and it's just been a struggle to find a place where it feels like this is the right place for us. This is where we need to be, you know, right, wrong, whatever. I'm not trying to make an excuse for this, but due to that and just due to what we've come across and a desire and a feeling of not being, you know, really tied to where we currently are, where we think, hey, at some point we're going to live somewhere else. You know, we've kind of just been like, okay, this is the the the, the season that we're in right now, right? Um, now that doesn't mean, I think for me that I, you know, I haven't forsaken the body. You know, I think that that's a big thing for me is you know not to forsake that fellowship, right? Where I am, I, I come with together with the team here at 520 and talk you know i've got a a group that we are consistently doing bible studies on a daily basis and we talk about it and we're in the word and we're reading and honestly since starting that i've read the word nearly every day you know for quite a while now a lot a, a lot more than i was prior you know so i think there's a, a level of accountability and then you know looking for ways to kind of get plugged in as well right i mean there, there's some different stuff you know whether it's through some christian organizations that exist at the school i work for or whatever you know like 
those conversations are happening and that, that growth is there and that challenge is in place. Uh, is it ideal? Maybe not, right? Maybe not. But just for full transparency, because I said, I told you guys I was going to let you know where I'm at. And, and this is why I can relate with the comment that was made as well. It's like, okay, mm. there may be a way that we expect it to look. I think there are times where maybe it doesn't look that traditional way, but God is still working through it. Yeah, there's got to be consistency with that, but let me say this, and because I understand your situation and I understand other situations like it, not that particular situation isn't isolated. Um, but what I will say is this, Romans talks about faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's one. Then Romans also goes on to say that how shall they hear without a preacher? It is important. Like that's an important dynamic. It's an important part of our growth and our maturity in Christ Jesus. We have that aspect is something that we don't want to put off. And so again, I understand the dynamics and the intricacies that may be involved with any individual situation. Um, but at the end of the day, we have to understand that church is important because of all of the different things that come. Now, if you gather at a home church, and when I say home, I mean like a house, like in somebody's living room, because tons of churches have started there in living rooms and, and, and meeting halls and not necessarily in an actual church building. Guess what? You're, you're, you're not doing Hebrews 10 and 24 and 25. You're, you're not forsaking the assembly of another brother. Why? Because you're getting together where saints are. And where saints are, God is, right? Two or three gathered together in my name. There I am in the midst of Jesus Christ. So that part is important. So if that's what church looks like for you, that's great. Make, make it to that. But then if you've found a place, found a ministry, you found a home church where you can go and plant and be a part of that corporate body, go there and be there and serve there. I think one time, a lot of times what we don't do though, is that we're not pursuant enough of looking. Like we'll go out and we'll shop for a house, We'll shop for a used car, right? Until, and we'll keep going to the lots until we find the one that's for us, the one that we like. We won't do the same thing a lot of times about church. And God expects that same level of effort to find a place that will help to provide security for ourselves. And so we have to have kind of like a similar pursuit when it comes to that as well. So, so yeah, so here's the thing about... Uh, when we're looking at those those initial questions on the survey, right? I felt like it was very much like the experiences of the individuals, which is fine, which is cool. But I got to thinking like, okay, as, as I was putting the survey together, like, okay, how, how do we take these individual experiences and figure out how they relate to the bigger picture when it comes to Christian hip hop, right? Um, so I added in some qu- a few more questions at the end where our I wanted people to take their experiences and say, okay, based on what I'm seeing, what do we think CHH is doing? Where are we at? And where, and where do we need to be going forward? Right? So again, I'm going to throw these out there. These first few were just yes or no questions and let you guys, you know, just respond, respond to them. Right. Uh, the first question being, do you believe that there's biblical fellowship within CHH? So fellowship, right? Um, and the results there was about two thirds. So 66.7% saying, yes, there is biblical fellowship with a one third, you know, 33% saying no. I will fall on the side of no only because 
in my experience, it's been mostly satellite work. I record a verse, I send it to you, and then it gets work, you know, studio, a lot of satellite stuff. I don't, so yeah, in, in my experience, it, it, it isn't like that. I think there's room where fellowship can happen, but it's going to look different than what we were probably expecting. I like that. I don't think I didn't look at it from that standpoint, but I think it does kind of tie into my response. But I like that you brought that part up. Um, I'm going to say no, because the people that I've met doing this, I build relationships with that have nothing to do with the music. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we've done life with each other i may have met you at an event but the reason that we fellowship doesn't have any if that makes sense you know what i'm saying like like literally have gone through like ups and downs with individuals in this space like we know each other spouses kids you know what i'm saying like that type of situation it didn't we may have met under that basis but our fellowship isn't based on that and i think that I don't think that we mandate to zero's point enough for saying, man, because we, we've got that whole works for hire mentality. People are charging for verses and want to do features and all this other stuff. Like we just rather get that than build a relationship with the person that we want to work. With. I think that's a, a recipe for disaster, but that's a whole nother conversation. I think whenever you're looking at it strictly from the idea of uh, artists working together, like what zero was alluding to, right? Um, I totally get that. I totally get that viewpoint on it because yes, it is, you know, we're, no one's in the studio together anymore, right? It's all, I'm going to record it over here. I'm going to send you the file, blah, 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 send it back. However, whenever I look at these responses, whenever we're talking about, is there fellowship that you would expect to see from CHH? I look at, I, I know that I'm a part of several different, like, you know, text chats group chats you know telegram etc and there is a lot of conversation happening with you know groups of individuals you know some of those groups have some of the same members in it so i see those conversations happening right i mean like even for example you know the the 520 team none of us are in the same place we don't see each other face to face but we do talk on a regular basis in our telegram chat does that kind of change your guys' outlook on, on that? Do, do you think there's more, even though it's maybe not centered around fellowship that's, that, that is happening during the creation process, but it's more behind the scenes fellowship taking place? I don't think you can discount those types of things as fellowship. I don't think you can. Um, I think it would be negligent to do that. Um, because we have these vehicles that we have to use for the right reason, right? Just like social media or anything else, it's there, but we need to make sure that we use it correctly. So I guess it kind of comes down to how people sort of view fellowship, honestly, because, you know, to me, when I think like the, the fellowship of say, I, th- I think just that, that interaction and that being involved in life, you know, the second question here was actually about, do we believe that there's biblical accountability in CHH, right? Which I think factors into more of to what you guys were, were kind of getting at there, especially when you're talking about mentorship and, and discipleship and all this stuff, right? Accountability is a part of those things. And I, I do say like the, the people who responded to the survey, I, I feel like they were being pretty honest here because what's, 
I don't think it's a coincidence at all. Those numbers were kind of flipped from the first question, right? Um, only 33% said, yes, there is accountability in CHH where 66, 67% said no, you know, so much larger, but completely opposite. So maybe that does take into account how people view fellowship in general, right? If you're viewing fellowship as, Hey, you know, we're, we're hanging out, we're, we're getting to know each other, whatever, you know, even if we're not in the same room, we're, we're talking in the group text on a regular basis. Now accountability though, accountability is a different topic. I think a large reason why a lot of individuals don't go to church, choose not to go to church, have stopped going to church is because they don't want the accountability. They don't want you in their space, in their business. And what we feel to realize is that we complain about not having any real friends is because we don't allow people in those spaces in our lives. And we've done that intentionally, whether we understand it and realize it or not. We've decided that we don't want any other voice in our situation or circumstances, but our own. We've even done that to God. And so if I'm going to do that to God, how much more so am I, am I not going to do it to his people? So let me throw this question at, at you guys. I'm going to put you on the spot and, and, and get your instant thoughts here. Uh, this was actually the last question that we asked on the survey. We, we, there was, there was another one. I, I think the results of it, we, we can come back to it if we want to, but I think the results of it, I feel like maybe it was a poor question in general. Uh, but the last question that we asked was, how do you think CHH can improve and grow as a part of Christian culture and the body? What are your guys' thoughts? Twerk teams. <laughs> Perfect. No. <laughs> Seems like a very holy option. Okay. No. <laughs> I had to take I saw an opportunity, I had to take it. Go for it. Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, it was amazing. No, was um, amazing uh, answer. CHH can improve as grow as part of the church culture. Um, we have to get back to the business of absorbing church culture so that we can reflect it foremost thing that you can be doing is absorbing that church culture so that you can reflect it throughout to the world and then we can enjoy that confrontation that comes with saying our team is better than that team you know christ is better than the world the the bible's way of doing this is wiser than the world's way of doing this we can't even make that comparison because we're so busy trying to synthesize the two Mm. That that's where we have to make some some adjustments. Man, I have to echo and champion a lot of what um, what uh, my counterpart just said there. Um, I would say honestly, get rid of the HH and focus on the C. Um, but again, that's another conversation. Um, but literally, we got to get back to the basics and keeping the main thing the main thing. Um, and I think it's vitally important that we get back to esteeming Christ in our hearts um, and, 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 and not allowing outside voices and influences. We forget that we're supposed to be leading the charge. We're not supposed to be cutting the cookies. You know what I'm saying? Like we're supposed to be leading and, 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 and being trendsetters and trailblazers and forerunners. We're not supposed to be following trends and we're supposed to be creating them. That we're kingdom creatives. Creatives technically should exist in the kingdom because we serve the creator. We're direct offspring now because of what Jesus did for us. Um, but too often, 
allow ourselves to stimulate to what we're in, but not supposed to be of. Um, and we do ourselves a service. And now we can't tell people come to Jesus when they're like, well, you and Jesus and you look just like me. You live just like me. You act just like me. What's the difference? Um, and you saying, oh man, that's deep. Well, no, if this is what we're doing and if this is what we're calling our ministry or our music, then the focal point needs to be Christ. I don't understand how we can't understand that. And so if we're going to be a service in the earth to the church and to the world, Christ has to be our priority. Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, draw all men unto me. So I find that very interesting, Katie, because as I'm looking at some of the responses we got to that question, uh, the first one that I pulled out uh, actually said by accept uh, the way that we you know grow as part of Christian culture in the body when it comes to CHH is by accepting that parts of it are ministry and other parts are business instead of trying to make it all ministry, identify which is which and do it better. I, I would want to attack that statement. I'm hoping that there's some things that I'm missing about that, but... We don't want to call something ministry because then there's responsibility that lies along with that. It's it's one of the same reasons why a lot of artists who are known because of this space didn't want to have the name of Christ on them because I want to do other things. I want to be irresponsible and I don't want to have the weight or the responsibility of being a Christian, whatever it is. Follow me into what it is that I want to do. I'm here because of Christ, but now I want to pivot and kind of do my own thing. You guys leave me alone. I don't want other Christians in my comment sections saying certain things and quoting scriptures. How dare you quote scripture to me, Christian? But wait, gee, you're supposed to be a Christian too. Like we're, we're supposed to, if we can't agree on anything else, we're supposed to be able to agree on the word, right? But even we get that part wrong. We, we've got to get back to doing that. So I hope that there's something I'm missing about that statement. But even with that being said, there's a way that God in his word gives us to conduct business. So what are you saying? That because it is business, I can't be godly in doing it. I can't put Christ first in, in my example, in my exhibiting it, in my execution. I don't understand what I'm saying. And if I'm reacting or responding to that too harshly, you know, please say something. But it's like, yo, no excuses. Part of this ministry, only part only part of this is ministry. The other part is business. We need to figure out which is which and, 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 and act or respond accordingly. Um, that sounds like a bit of a cop-out. Well, I, I think... Uh one one final statement that we got that we can all agree on is that we just need to be more understanding we need to have more open and honest conversations and support and pray for each other um, i agree with that i hope you guys agree with it uh, i'm really interested to know what people listening think so we want to hear your voice make sure you go to 520collective.com hit us up on twitter at 520 underscore co give us your thoughts man how has not only the pandemic impacted your personal interaction when it comes to the local body but what what are you seeing within chh as a result of some of this stuff and how would you like to see us getting better moving forward so yeah make sure you make sure you hit us up let us know so fellas it's been good but it's time to get out of here we'll be back with you for the next one Let's go.